Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hustle. I'm Travis Apple, and I'll be your host of this podcast. After spending my entire career in the sports sales industry, I wanted the opportunity to give back, to give back to those individuals that want to get in this business, or for those individuals that are in this business that want to continue to excel at an elite level. For those of you who know me, hustle has always been important, hence the name. This podcast is presented by General Sports Worldwide and The Clubhouse. GSW is certainly picking up steam in search, recruiting, training, and consulting. The Clubhouse is a career development platform consisting of monthly webinars, in-depth training vault, job board, mentorship platform, blogs, and a focus on mental health. Be sure to sign up for a free membership at theclubhousecareers.com. In addition, thanks for everyone that has supported the book, Hustle Your Way to Success in Sports Sales. For season three, I'm going to have the privilege of sitting down with industry experts to discuss their career path, three key topics that are current in the industry, three hustle hot seat questions, Three pieces of advice, all under 24 minutes. Now on to our guests this week. It's amazing to think how marketing different brands is very similar and also very different in many different ways. I'm excited to have our next guest share many of her marketing solutions. I'm excited to have Laura Sandow, Senior Vice President of Arts and Science Partners. Laura, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here, Travis. Thanks for having me. Laura, it's a, we talk a lot about this business is, is close connections. A lot of our, our closest friends are our mutual friends. So it's uh, it's always fun and going to be excited to talk about it today. And for your career, you, you talk about a lot of different brands. You've worked in, you know, in the sports for, field with the Miami Dolphins. You've worked at JCPenney, Target, just to name a few, plus founded Sandown Marketing, which had clients including Office Max, General Mills, Best Buy, Blue Cross Blue, Blue, Blue Shield. And so Laura, what do you feel like some of the similarities in marketing, just the wide variety of brands have been? Well, you kind of keep going down that list. It's like, oh, it's a long <laughs> career. Um, you know, for me, the similarities are pretty easy. Like it's like I like to say it's simple in marketing. There's really two things that you're doing. You're either building a brand or you're driving sales. Right. So um, sometimes, depending upon where you're at, it can swing more on one way and less on the other. Um, and vice versa. It just depends upon the time of year, how your business is, what your CEO wants you to be doing. Um, but ultimately, every company needs both, right? Either driving a brand and and driving sales. Um, so for instance, at JCPenney, you know, we were very much focused on promotions and sales and coupons and things like that. So it was a little bit more like 80-20. At Target, at least when I was there, it was more closer to 50-50 because at the time we were really building the target brand. So that was a very, very important to us to be constantly focused on, on the brand. So, you know, with the Dolphins and 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 um, and sports organizations, it depends upon how hard you're hitting ticket sales, yep. right? Like when you're in the season ticket sales timeframe, you're really spending a lot of time on the driving sales piece um, the rest of the year or during season. It's like, how do we make sure we're kind of creating that brand and driving that brand loyalty? So that to me is yeah. feels like a major, the most biggest similarity. Yeah. The other thing I would say from a creative perspective is just you got to stay true to your brand. You always have to stay true to who you are, um, your voice, whether it's in an email, in an internal memo, or on social. You always need to know what that brand is and stick to it and stay very, very true about it. Consistency, consistency, consistency. No, Lauren, that's great advice. And you know, I, I've spent my entire career kind of in the the sales realm of things, and 
and we have a lot of listeners that are a variety of people that want to get into a variety of areas. And I know in the sales end, even when I go week to week training, it's bringing out your personality and being consistent with your messaging, but also who you are, right? People will buy because they like trust and respect you. So such great advice. And then I guess on the flip side, if you would say there's a one big difference, you know, maybe from a, a sports marketing to, you know, kind of a retail marketing, what would be that one big difference in that? Well, it's funny because, um, you know, I notice in the sports industry, a lot of people move around, right? Um, And I came from mostly retail or brand marketing before I got into sports. Um, But our CEO at the Dolphins was very intent on hiring somebody who had marketing background and, and sales driving marketing background. So, you know, I was a little bit like, oh, I'm not sure what's going to be any different. But I jumped in and I was like, oh, man, you got to learn like the business of football, right? Like free agency, draft, all those things. But from a marketing perspective, the cadence of this, you know, the cadence of the sales calendar, right? In retail, you're looking at holidays most of the time or promotional moments that every retailer has in in sports and team football or in football at least, you know, you've got to look at, okay, when do we go on sale for season tickets? When are we going to single game tickets? So it's just a very different calendar. So for me, that was probably the biggest thing is learning what those key moments were along the way from a season perspective. No, absolutely. And, and you know, there, there's always talk about building your own brand in many ways. If you think about your own brand, a lot of similarities go into that into helping build an organization or a company's brand as well. And so, Laura, why do you feel like branding is so important for individuals? Well, kind of similar to what I said earlier, right? You have to stay true to it and what you said earlier, too. Um, knowing what your personal brand is, what you value, um, is extremely important. You don't want to work somewhere that isn't a good fit to who you are as a person. Um, because otherwise that means a, you're not going to be happy. They're not going to be happy and you're not going to produce your best work. So projecting that personal brand in all of your interactions will showcase who you are and what makes you valuable to an organization? And then what's the right match? No, that's awesome. Well, you're going back to your early stage of your career. You, you grew up in the Midwest and you go on to, to attend Bradley University. You receive a degree in public relations, advertising and broadcasting. What I couldn't you decide, you, Travis. I couldn't decide. What did you think you to do? I, believe me, I'm the same way. What did you think you wanted to do career-wise? So I'm like, I'll just major in all of them because a lot of the classes overlapped. Um, I actually had no idea that I was going to do what I'm doing. Like, I thought I was going to be a reporter, probably like on TV. Um, In fact, I was a sports intern at the NBC affiliate in Peoria, Illinois. And that was probably one of my most valuable internships because I realized I didn't want to do it. Um, Not because I didn't like the work. Um, but more because I wanted to be in a big city. I had grown up outside of Chicago. I love the city of Chicago. And I didn't want to have to start somewhere super small, which I would have. You know, I'd have to start in Paducah, Kentucky right. or something like that in order to get. Slowly work your way up. Yep. Yes, yes. And that, and so then that made me realize eh, I don't really want to do that. And so then I did another internship in PR um, and I loved it. You know, I kind of did. OK, suddenly I'm pivoting. Um, and it was a nonprofit 
Um, so when you're at a nonprofit, you do everything. Uh, when you're in PR or in um, events or media, you kind of touch everything. So that's where I went. And I, ironically, my very first job was at, also at a nonprofit. I like to say to people who are graduating, don't dismiss nonprofit because number one, you do everything. Like I said earlier, you know, you're doing media relations, community relations, um, PR, photography, internal communications, you're kind of doing everything. Um, and they don't pay really well. So right. turnover is a little bit higher. So yeah. they often have uh, have opening um, openings there because of that. Makes sense. Well, early on in your career, you worked at Marshall Fields, Dayton's and Hudson's, and then on to Target. And so with these roles, you spent a lot of time with your team building innovative development and then execution of large and small events to support branding and, and campaigns. Thinking back to early part of your career, you know, what, what do you feel like really went into building some of those successful events and campaigns? Oh my goodness. That's a good question. Um, but I would say for me, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Don't be afraid to do something completely out of the ordinary. So take a risk, right? That's a hard thing to do. And people get nervous. Does that mean I'm going to get fired? But hopefully you're surrounded by people who support that. Um, you know, at Target, now this will date me, but our focus was like mainly on media. This was before social media, right? right? But yep. it was mainly on media um, because we knew that if the media talked about us, that our brand would be amplified in a much more credible way than if we're just doing traditional advertising. So that was the sole focus of my job there. And my my boss and CMO at Target um, was famous for suggesting ideas that we thought were completely insane. <laughs> and he'd be like, just give it a try, give it a try. And then we would actually execute it. We'd bring those ideas to life. And it was a huge success. And you're like, holy cow, this worked. Yeah. I mean, some of the thing, the best things came out of these risky ideas. We signed Sean White as a 15-year-old kid. He was a skateboarder, snowboarder that most of the people who knew him were Asian. Like he was spent so much time in Asia. He wasn't as known in America. You know, he ended up staying with Target for years, years because yeah. of that kind of early loyalty. Um, we hung David Blaine, the magician, upside down in Times Square um, prior to Black Friday. Um, we sent people, you know, down the side of Rockefeller Center. At Michael's, we enlisted Snoop Dogg to craft with Busy Phillips. So these were all kind of crazy ideas, but they really differentiated the brand um, and garnered, you know, a tremendous amount of buzz. You know, one of the biggest things you, kept, you you talked about several times there is just taking a risk. And we always say that kind of in this business, whether that be taking a risk and moving out of your comfort zone, taking a risk for, for a role to, to dominate your day. And, you know, speaking of taking risks, you know, in addition to working directly with some of those larger brands you discussed, you also then went on to found and, and run your own marketing agency where you created and marketed strategies for Fortune 500 companies. And many people, you know, certainly think about, hey, what if I just start my own company? So I guess... In a, in a quick glimpse, what, what did you like and maybe what were some challenges of, of having your own company and running your own business? You know, it's a leap. It's yep. a big leap. Um, I absolutely love the flexibility of it. And now it's funny because now a lot of us are here, you know, with remote work um, yep. and having that flexibility a little bit more these days. But back then, that wasn't the case. Um, so I love the flexibility of it. I like the the variety of projects I liked the variety of brands that I worked with, the people. Um, and I will say that 
that at first I was really afraid of taking that leap um, because I didn't think I would know how to do some of the more administrative stuff like legal and and invoicing and all those kind of things. Um, but I found that that part actually was actually pretty easy yep. Um, yep. once you tackled it, you know, once you kind of got over that fear. From uh, the flip side, the biggest challenge for me, I think personally, was that never ending worry of filling the pipeline. Um, you just never, you just always, I always had that kind of like, am I going to be able to, to have that next project, to have that next client? And especially when you end up having people on your team, you're now responsible for them yeah. as well as yourself. Um, or when you have a family, you're responsible for them as well as um, yourself. So that was always a little bit um, stressful for me. The, the, but the funny thing is, is that I, I always was able to fill the pipeline. It's like, once I kind of released that fear, the next project came, the next client came and, and ultimately I ended up getting hired by one of my clients. Um, but it was just, it was really a great experience. And if anybody is thinking about it, I would always say, just go for it. Talk network to people who've done it. Um, get rid of that fear and just jump That's your in. Point. Take, take that risk. Well, Laura, you also spent some time, you know, in the sports space with the Miami Dolphins. And what would you say is something unique about the branding and awareness from a sports industry perspective? Um, well, I would say it's harder to market a team that isn't winning. <laughs> yeah, that is that is the case. You know, with other brands, it's fairly kind of consistent. Of course, there's change. Right. But in the yeah, sports there's not industry, a big win or a big loss. Right. And you have to um, really dig deep, you know, when that is happening. And I always used to joke with my my team at the Dolphins that we're getting the best marketing experience ever, because when I first joined, the team was just not doing well at all. Um, so you're really trying to build a brand and you're also trying to sell tickets um, despite what's happening on the field. Now, fortunately, you know, the Dolphins are a very well-loved brand. Fans stick with them. So our focus not only had to be on filling the seats, but also on loving the people who had stuck with us yep. and making sure we're not forgetting about those people. Um, we always would say the experience at a game had to be the best day ever. And additionally, in Miami, as you know, there's a lot of competition. Right. You've got baseball, you've got hockey, you've got theater, concerts, the beach, beach. <laughs> yeah, clubs, exactly. you know, like so now you're not only marketing within the sport itself, but you're really thinking about the city and how do you make sure you can drive people into the stadium for that, you know, for a football game. Um, I mentioned, you know, my first year there. So the other piece that is um, unique is you never know what a player is going to do what a coach is going to do, what the general manager is going to do, um, something that's completely out of your control, completely out of your control. So my first season, we turned over, I think, 90% of the team. Like, it was crazy. So suddenly you're like, okay, how am I going to – I've got to promote these new guys who most people don't know. Right. Um, I've got to pull down every single picture of X player – um, because they're all over the stadium or they're in our, you know, on our website or in social. And so you have to constantly be on top of that, the business side of football, so that you're making sure you're not, you know, making some kind of faux pas um, once a player is gone from the team. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, again, we're here on 52 Weeks of Hustle. The, le- the guest today, Laura Sandow, Senior Vice President of Art and Science Partners. And Laura, let's get into three hot topics. In question one, in all of your stops, you focused on creative innovation and experiential experiences. And so why is fan and consumer experience so important in building a brand? Well, this one I'm pretty passionate about. If your fan or your customer doesn't have a good or a great experience, why would they come back again? Um, You know, at Marshall Fields, this is, again, way, way back. Marshall Fields isn't even around anymore. But the person who founded Marshall Fields is actually a real person. And he said, give the lady what she wants. That was the motto. Give the lady what she wants. And that's it. That's the tweet, right? Like, you know, if you don't, she's not going to come back. She's going to tell her friends. They're going to tell their friends. So you always have to make sure that the customer or the fan is always right, no matter what. Yeah. Question two, as as you think about the marketing landscape for any companies, whether they're in tech or entertainment, sports, music, lifestyle, just to name a few, what should individuals be focused on in those areas to be successful right from the jump and right from the get-go? Well, I've been around a long time, but I will say you have to be a continuous learner. Like everything changes, especially in marketing and sports every day. So you have to constantly be thinking about what can I learn today? Read, watch documentaries, listen to podcasts. Um, Good subtle plug. Good subtle plug. Yeah, right. Subtle (laughs) plug. Yeah. Listen to 52 Weeks of Hustle in particular. Um, Follow smart people, you know, on your social channels. Whatever way you can learn, take the time to learn. That's great advice. And it's to to that point, no matter what you do, right? Taking the time to learn, be coachable. As you mentioned, this business and world is continuous to continuing to evolve every time. And, and so it's learn something and then be willing to go back to some of your other advice, take the risk to actually apply it and right. figure it out. And so, and then finally, you know, Laura, question three, for those listeners that are interested in, in marketing uh, or brand and content, over the next you know, five years to help stay ahead of the curve, what are some key initiatives they should be thinking about? Um, for me, I think it always comes back to personalization. Um, you know, one-on-one relationships with your fan or your consumer. So my ticket salesperson at the Florida Panthers is Emma. You know, she reaches out, she emails, she comes and visits us at the game. Um, that is really important 
right? So, because you know what, next year they're going to come back and say, Hey, Laura, let's up your ticket package. And I'll be like, absolutely. Because Emma treated me so right. So, you know, that's pretty old school and basic, but how, what's the future of that? Right. Other than that one-on-one you to me, where else is there an opportunity for those touch points, those personal touch points to bring people back? Absolutely. Well, Laura, it was such a great career. It's fun, ton of great advice. And as you think back to your entire career, what's been your best memory? Okay. I have a lot of them. <laughs> there, I, I know you want me, one? I know you want me to pick one. Um, but I would say being part of the team that really built the target brand yep. um, in those early days really created a lot of firsts. You know, I mentioned some earlier, but we were the very first organization to ever do a pop-up store. We were the first organization to do a, a high-low designer, you know, partnership. Um, as I mentioned, we sent models down the side of Rockefeller Center. You know, nobody had done that before. Um, I got to go to the Olympics. Um, I got to have tea with Elizabeth Taylor, meet Julie Andrews, Barney. So the whole nine. You know, I, you know I'm, I'm listing a bunch of them, but um, I have a lot. Um, but you know what? When it comes down to your top one, I would say it's the people. You know, the people I've met, I have very long tried and true relationships and friendships with the people along the way. That's always, for me, the most important thing of a career as, you know, surrounding yourself with good people. Yeah. And people on this podcast heard me say, you know, I'm a big believer. People lead money, title and responsibility follow as long as you're around the, the right people. And so, Laura, a ton of great advice. Certainly fun to hear about your journey, both, both personally and professionally. And to close out, I'd like to put our guests on the hustle hot seats. You ready for this? Uh-oh. Ah, okay. Okay. Right. I'm, ready. I'm ready. I know you're once a finalist on Survivor. I'm not sure why they haven't called you back, but so if you had to pick, I'm any, waiting. I'm still waiting. No waiting. Any TV show to be on, what would it be? Well, this is probably, you know, unexpected, or this is probably expected, I would say, um, but probably Amazing Race. Okay. For the same reasons I think I'd want to be on Survivor for that idea of travel, adventure, and something that pushes me out of the comfort zone to push me to do something that maybe. I wouldn't do in my everyday life. So I'd have to say amazing race. What's the last item you've on your bucket list that you completed? Well, I spent a week, a little more than a week in the Amalfi coast with my daughter. We both celebrated milestone birthdays. And so we decided to take this incredible trip to this beautiful place. Um, We ate pizza. We drank limoncello. We went on boat rides. We went to Capri. We took a cooking class. We visited Pompeii, we drank limoncello, and we drank (laughs) limoncello. Yeah, continuous. Yep. (laughs) Yes. If you could have dinner with one person, who would it be? Well, besides you, Travis. Very nice. Very nice. Good answer. (laughs) Um, I'd have to say Eleanor Roosevelt. Um, She was a pacifist and an activist. Yeah. um, Well before women were looked upon as equals. I mean, she was truly a true force of nature. It'd be fascinating to hear her stories. Absolutely. Well, Laura, to close it out, what are three key takeaways you would give every listener to be in your shoes one day? Okay. One, I would say always open yourself up for feedback. Um, if you don't hear the good and the bad, you're not going to improve and grow. Uh, 360 feedbacks, talking to your boss, talking to your team, all of that to me is really important because you can't grow if you don't get that feedback. It's not easy. 
Never said it was easy, but it's not easy. So that to me is number one. Um, two, um, don't stay somewhere if it doesn't feel right. You know, it's really scary to leave a place, especially if you've been there a long time. But sometimes that's the exact thing you need in order to take that next step um, in order to be happy. Don't let your ego get in the way. Um, just go for it. And you have a lot of people probably to support you and to network with. And then three, don't take yourself too seriously. Yep. You know, in my career, I'm selling things, right? Tickets, crayons, dresses, whatever that is. Um, I'm not saving the world. So put in the work, but don't work so hard that you don't have time to enjoy life. I know that sounds really cliche, but it really is true that I think sometimes people get so caught up. They take themselves so seriously and don't just stop and take a breath. Laura, thank you so much. Ton of great advice. You certainly had a great career and I certainly appreciate talking to you and, and your time and expertise. Well, thanks for having me. It was really fun. No, it was a lot of fun. Again, this is Travis Apple. Thank you for listening to 52 Weeks of Hustle. Please be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll be back next week with another industry leader. Have a great week. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.